This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Thank you for joining me for another episode of The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary, and on this podcast, it's my job to ask the questions and provide the clues to get my guests to give me the correct answers. With me today are two people who, if you've been to any musical theatre in the last decade or so, you most certainly (laughs) would have seen. One of them was Glinda in the Australian production of Wicked, and the other played Miss Honey in Matilda. But if I was to run you through their entire CVs, we'd be here for hours. They're two of the nicest people you could ever hope to meet, and together they have created a health and wellness app, Hey Lemonade, which provides pragmatic and uplifting three-minute pep talks to circuit break everyday life stresses and help you pull it together. Welcome to the show, Lucy Durack and Elise McCann. Hello. Thank you. What a lovely... Hello, you two. It's so nice to have you on the show. So I'm, Thank I'm you such so a much. fan of this show. I'm so excited oh. to be here and hearing you say all the stuff about Hayley Maid made me really excited. I've only ever heard Elise and I say that sort of stuff, so it was nice to hear somebody else say it. <laughs> yeah, tell me about <laughs> Hayley Lemonade. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so Elise and I, as you said, we're the uh, founders and creators of Hayley Lemonade, and it's a pep talk app. So we have three-minute pep talks that help you pull it together, but they're all about specific issues, and they're all professionally written by amazing writers, and they're all voiced in at least three different voices, so you can choose how you best hear your support. And they're talks like when you're feeling blurt, when you need to G up for a big meeting when your kids are being assholes. <laughs> it's a really popular talk, Johnny. <laughs> and it all started really, Johnny, because Luce and I in 2020, as like everyone, we like to say we'd been handed some lemons, like everyone. And, you know, Lucy was playing Princess Fiona in Shrek the Musical. I'd been living in New York um, and was working with Sarah Jessica Parker's production company. And we both had to be go back home and all of our work had ended. And we were both kind of looking for additional support. And we tried all the meditation apps, um, but nothing seemed to quite be what we needed. We always felt like it was taking more time than we actually had. It was a little bit woo-woo. Sometimes we're feeling like, you know, am I doing this right? Like Luce always, you know, talks about how she was changing Teddy's nappy and trying to like entertain Polly and trying to do some meditation. And there's that sense of if I'm not sitting with my eyes closed, am I doing this the right way? We went for a walk one day and we had a chat and we thought, this is what we need, a chat with a friend. That this is the kind of like little best friend in your pocket to just like nip the small stresses and deal with them in the moment. So we kind of searched the internet, uh, the entire internet, just for everyone's clarification, and there was nothing. And so we decided that we'd try and make it ourselves. Wow, that is fantastic. I love the idea of that best friend in your pocket that you can just switch on when, when I mean, I find it hard to do it myself, to, you know, yep. turn my head around when I'm at a high level of stress or or something like that. And so, yeah, having someone else give you, give you those, those tools or just those things to think about is a really good idea. And when do you, when does it go live? When, when does it happen? Sunday. This week. This, so. Wow. So November 13, 13 or 12? 13. 
Sunday, November Fantastic. 13th. And yes, we've been working on this for, you know, 18 months to two years now. And as Lou said, we have an amazing team of writers, an amazing team of voices. We have a team of psychologists so that everything kind of gets passed through them. So we make sure everything's scientifically sound because of what you said there. So it's like everything feels colloquial and like you're talking to a friend, but it has all the accurate tools that you kind of need within it to make sure that it can kind of, um, yeah, really help you nip those stresses as you as you come across them. Brilliant. Like, and like you said, it's sort of a circuit breaker. So, that, so it's because sometimes you just need to be circuit broken so that mm. you can pull it together in the moment. And um, we always like to say as well, like you can nip away for like three minutes and people won't be like, oh, what's happened to John? But if you've nipped away for like longer than that, people might be like, oh, what's happened to John? So... <laughs> <laughs> Wow, and it's called Hey Lemonade and it is available on all the the app stores? Yes, so we're releasing in the Apple App Store, so on iOS first, and then we'll Mm -hmm. be releasing on Android at the beginning of next year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, but yes, it's called Hey Lemonade, like turning lemons into lemonade. Excellent. Now, on this season of the podcast, I've been asking my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Well, I always used to have a favourite piece of trivia and I've since had it, I think somebody said to me the other day, it's not true. And it was, it's because I got it off the lid of a juice, a bottle (laughs) of juice, but it did say um, that giraffes do not have vocal cords. And since then, people have said, I don't know if that's true. And I haven't Googled it. So we'll we'll never know. probably is True. You don't hear them making noise, do you? When you no, see them, they, in- that's they, true. I was just thinking that. Yes, I don't think I've ever could tell you what noise a giraffe makes. I've certainly nothing has ever been said to me by a giraffe. Me but, either. Uh, but maybe yeah. they're just a bit standoffish. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Giraffes uh, so, don't have vo- vocal cords. All right. Someone um, once told me a random piece of trivia, which again, I actually don't know if it's true, but I always love this. It was about Dr. Seuss. Apparently he wrote Green Eggs and Ham because someone once bet him that you couldn't write a children's book with less than 50 words. Yeah, it was his is that editor. True? Yeah, yeah. It was his editor who, I don't think it was a bet, but I think it was a sort of challenge. I love that. And so Dr. Seuss was took up that challenge and, yeah, wrote Green Eggs and Ham. And that's why there is such a repetition and... Yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh, great. That, make, that would make it fun to have sort of those parameters. Like the first web series I ever wrote had a bit of a game in it in that we said, can we make every episode just one ride in a lift? It was called Lift and it was rom-com. And that was kind of a fun parameter to work with because that was it. That that, that was kind of the main rules and then add in some rom-com tropes. That's very cool. And make it a bit I funny. Love, I like that. Yeah, those constraints. That, kind of that gamifying kind of, writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, face because let's face it, when, we, when we you need have that like sometimes. a, oh, this could happen anywhere, yeah. you like sometimes yeah, freeze up by the, yeah, the choice. Yeah. Do you have a, is there a Hey Lemonade uh, pep talk for that kind of thing for when you're overwhelmed with choice? We do have, we do have, well, we have a talk for when you're feeling overwhelmed and we have a talk for when you've gotten everything you wanted and now you feel overwhelmed. So we've got multiple kind of talks that are around specific parts of basically, yes, the, the sense of being overwhelmed. <laughs> Fantastic. I can't wait. I can't wait to get it on my phone. Oh, Yay. thanks, Johnny. Looking forward to it. All right, we have to take a quick break. We'll be back with the questions right after this. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Let's crack into the quiz. Okay, great. Let's do it. Let's really do it. Terrified all at once. I'm terrible at trivia. I've never won a trivia night. Not ever in my whole life. You'll be fine. Trust me. I'm good at music theatre trivia. Oh, good-ish. <laughs> I mean, the, the first question is music-related, not uh, okay. not really music-theatre-related. but Okay. Well, sort of. Sort of is. <laughs> anyway, question number one. With her latest release, Midnight's, Taylor Swift has tied with which artist for the most Billboard number one albums among female artists? And there's a bonus point for naming which woman holds third place on the list. Is Beyonce Ooh. in there somewhere? Beyonce is not in there. Hmm. Okay, yeah. so okay. who is she tying with? So, yes, who okay. is she tying with with the most Billboard number one albums? Oh, gosh. Like, I mean, Shania, I watched a thing on Shania Twain the other day. She had a lot. Oh. She's not in there? No, she, <laughs> she's not the name that I have. Am I, am I on the right track of thinking kind of that era? No, go no. a little bit further back. Further back. So, like, yeah. not, not Celine Dion. She'd be similar era as Shania Twain. Yeah, not not Celine. So Further back. Yeah, even further further back. Like Whitney Houston? But you're on the right kind of torch song. Uh, are we of... thinking Whitney Houston? Is she in there? Not Whitney not either. Whitney. Um, are they alive? alive? They are. They're they are both alive. alive so the, well, the, the tie and the, the third place is they're both alive. Okay. Now, it's, not Mariah, gonna, Car- it's not Mariah Carey? No, no. I'm going to tell you that uh, <laughs> it, it's slightly more in line with your musical theatre. Dolly Parton? Not Dolly. Okay. Uh, is it Barbara Streisand? It is <gasps> Barbara Streisand. Yes, Dolly! Yeah. I'm about to there do some go. Barbara Streisand concerts, so this could not have been more Tell me what your Barbara Streisand concerts are. I am doing these amazing concerts with Caroline O'Connor, Katie Noonan and Ryan Gonzalez. And um, then we are with different symphony orchestras around the country and we just sing the catalogue of Barbara Streisand. It is epic and it's so cool. It's I love Barbara. Good Lord. Yes. It, so it's, it's a night of just amazing Barbara Streisand. Everyone loves Barbara. Yeah. Do you know what <laughs> tunes you get to, which tunes you get to sing? Yes, I get some bangers. I get to sing before the, pro- no one would probably ever describe Barbara's songs as bangers, but <laughs> I do because they give well, me Well, a life. lot of people did because she's very they, successful, quite that's obviously. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, I get to sing Before the Parade Passes By from Hello Dolly, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I get to sing the music that makes me uh, that makes me dance from Funny Girl, which is like the big 11 o'clock number. Oh, I get great. to sing, um, there's like this amazing duet that she does of one less bell to answer and a house is not a home i get to sing you don't bring me flowers and i oh, get to wow. do yeah and i get to do this amazing um kind of like big seven minute version of papa can you hear me and piece of sky from yentl oh my goodness it's amazing wow. I've, I've seen it and the, it was those yentl numbers are enormous yentl is such an amazing show yeah because she yeah. wrote it directed it produced it starred in it it's I Did mean, what all. a leader. What a leader. Yeah. D- describe what an 11 o'clock number song is. is. Number, yeah. So the 11 o'clock number is normally the big power ballad. It's like the big kind of like 
end powerful stand and park and bark is what we say number that happens as the second last or kind of <laughs> one final last kind of songs before the end of a show. Um, and so it's kind of this big catharsis moment normally. And it's kind of, yeah, considered a big power ballad. And then you kind of wrap the story up and tend to have, you know, you have excellent. Ending. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So you got Barbara Streisand. That is who uh, Taylor Swift has tied with uh, for most Billboard number one albums. Do you know the third place on can, the list? Can you give us a hint for the third place? I can give you a hint. It's more modern than Barbara Streisand, and but very much an 80s icon. Like Cindy Lauper? Not Cindy Lauper, the other one. <laughs> oh, um, Blondie? No. no. Uh, Stevie Nicks? No. <laughs> Starts I'm, with M. Mononym. Madonna. With Madonna, yeah. Madonna. Yeah. Wow, she's third. Good on her. She's third, yeah. Well done to those. Well done to you well, and well done to those ladies well for their Billboard number one albums. And thank you, right. Johnny, for literally holding our hand all the way through those questions. That's what I do. <laughs> Question number two. Which European country's name translates into English as Black Mountain? Black Mountain. Well, Ooh, ooh. European country. Something. Yeah. So it's like something like Neromont or something like that. It kind of is, but is it flip it. Close to that? Um, is it Montenegro? Okay, let's give Monte what? Montenegro? Montenegro. Montenegro is the answer. Yeah, I took that off Lucy. Lucy, no, teamwork, 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 teamwork. I went to dreamwork. say Montenegro, and then I was like, is that a place? <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny little country in the Balkans. Country. That would never have yes. come to my brain had you not started to say that word, Lucy. See, that's why that's... we're a great team, Liz. Yeah, okay. very good. And it translates to mean Black Mountain. Black Mountain, because Monte, Mount, and Negro, yeah. Black. Amazing. Love that for us. All right, question number three. In education, the acronym HELP, or H-E-L-P, stands for what? NRMA. Just joking. Sorry. You know that NRMA (laughs) ad, how they used to translate NRMA to to HELP? Flip the letters to be HELP. Yes. Sorry. Um, One more time, Johnny, for the serious people. Uh, So HELP stands for what? In, ed- in and in education, in the Australian education system, Ooh, you might know it for what it w- used to be. It used to have used to be a different four letter word. Oh, and is it like an emergency thing? Is that why it's help, or is it within education, or is it um, just it's something not, to do with learning? It, is it something? To no, re- it's not uh, an emergency thing. It's more to do is with it? university fees. Oh, like hex. hex. It's like hex. Oh, is it? it is exactly so like, like hex. High, it is high, new- so higher education, education. learning yep. program. S. What would the S stand for? Something program. System, there's no, support. There's no oh. S in this one. Higher education. Yeah, so, uh, do you remember levy? what hex was? Higher education yeah. contribution <clears throat> scheme. Higher exactly. education. So how was the government helping you with the higher education loan, contribution? Loan. Loan program. Is the L. Yeah. Higher education loan program is what HELP stands for. Lucy, you went to WAPA. Yes, I did. Did you uh, accrue a HEX or HELP debt? I accrued a HEX debt when I did my law degree that I didn't realise I had until years later. A tax person was like, you know you owe this. And I was like, no. Oh, God. So it was like, yeah, it was very stressful. But then I figured it out. We're all right now. Uh, what, what about you, Elise? Did you? I, I was actually the same, Johnny. A, a debt? Yeah, I did. I accrued my hex debt doing my law degree as well, um, but I paid it all off. Thankfully, I was did also doing musicals. Did you both do law and then you've did. gone into musical theatre? Yeah. 
We, I did we musical both theatre actually, and then went into law. Actually, so did Lise. You kind of we kind yeah. of both did it the other way. I'd, I'd gotten into law school and gotten into uh, the theatre program at NIDA and I, when I finished high school, I was like, I don't know what to do. And my mum was such a boss and she was like, go to NIDA, go. And so I went and did the you know um, music theatre acting first and then went back and did law. All right. Question number four. Bring it. Is a siamang, and gosh, I hope I'm saying that correctly, <laughs> Is a siamang, S-I-A-M-A-N-G, is it A, you've got a multiple choice, or do you need the multiple <clears throat> choice? Do you know what it is? Absolutely do not. No, I don't know. Okay. Is it A, a large black gibbon, B, a small stringed instrument, or C, a Philippine national costume? All of the above. <laughs> or all of the above. <laughs> a siamang. I'm going to say... What's your gut guess? Simon? Oh. I'm going to guess it's the animal. Me too. I was thinking that too. Okay, let's Large go with that. Gibbon. Well, very good guess because that is the correct answer. Yes. Yes. Good work. Do you know which ones they are? They're those ones that, that like can blow out their neck sack and make those like, like singing oh, wow. kind of sounds. What yeah. an inst- what an inst- you- like an in... You know, we've all got a singing instrument, but that sort of they've got like an extra bonus instrument as part of their yeah. Well, makeup. yeah, they've got a massive uh, bellows that they can yeah. They can They'd be very useful in blow. a choir. So clearly, they have uh, vocal cords. They're not. They're yes. not like giraffes. Lucy, have you taken Polly and and Teddy to the Melbourne Zoo? We've taken Polly to the Adelaide Zoo when we were in Adelaide, oh. and I feel like. We're terrible parents because no. <laughs> well, I, I feel like it's something we talk about a lot and we haven't done. And they're going to oh. get too old. But you're never too old for the zoo, really, are you? No, it's true. You, but, you, yeah, there there is a sort of sweet spot, I reckon, for zoo yes. going, which is sort of around three or four. Yeah, which is Teddy's age. So it's not too late. Yeah. And we did take Polly to a zoo when she was about two and a half and she liked it. Yeah. Why is that the sweet spot, guys? I think because that they three, four year age. the zoo is good for three and four year three, four, five because three, four, five year olds are kind of tricky mm-hmm. in that they need a lot more kind of attention and stimulus. You know, stimulus, sure. Yeah. If you take them to the zoo, and I learned this because when I was growing up, and I grew up in Sydney, a trip to the zoo because it was in Taronga, it's in yes. Mossman which is a mile away. You have to catch a ferry and five other public transport things. So you go eight o'clock in the morning and you spend the whole day there and it's exhausting. Melbourne Zoo is the total opposite of that. You can go drop in for like an hour. You don't have to spend all day there. You can just go there. Here we go. You've woken up. We've had breakfast. We go to the zoo. And then you're home in time for nap. It's so perfect. Good. That was the big learning lesson for me. It doesn't have to be all day. I've only been to Melbourne Zoo once and it was to see the musical Beauty and the Beast because they did that Me in the too. <laughs> <laughs> that was the same with me, Lisa. Well, That's the only the, time I've been there. The Siamangs might have sung along. If they didn't, they missed out. They need to do yeah. the Lion King there. That's what they need yeah. to do. Because they, the Melbourne Zoo, I'm not sure of the other zoos in Australia, but Melbourne Zoo <coughs> certainly have the Siaming. All right. Let's move on. I feel like we've got a bit off topic. <laughs> Just a little bit. All right, question number five. In Greek okay. mythology, what was the name of any of the one-eyed giants who made thunderbolts for Zeus? 
Ah. Do you know what they they're called? Not a clue. Do they have something like with the uh, a Greek version? I don't even know what the Greek version for one word for one is. Though I was just thinking, like well, in Greek, the, their Cyclops. name. Oh, what did you say, Elise? Cyclops. Cyclops is, is that... the correct answer. Yeah. No way. I was just thinking. That's like, all we that... needed. Oh my yeah. gosh, guys! You nailed it. So I yeah, Cyclops. It actually means round eye in Greek. Right. Amazing. Yeah. I was just thinking, isn't that what we call something with one eye? That's the only reason. Yeah, I, I thought the question was actually asking what their names were. That's what I thought too. That's why I was like, because they do actually have names. But, oh, um, they're just like Jerry, uh, Martha. <laughs> do you, well, do, Johnny, that's my yeah. next question. Do you have any idea what, or do you know any of the Cyclops' names? I can't say I know them personally. There's, there's a famous one in the Odyssey. That Odysseus tricks. No. I don't know. According to Homer, Odysseus escapes death by blinding the Cyclops Polyphemus. Polyphemus. But in Hesiod, which who was another writer, the Cyclopes were the sons of Uranus and Gaia, and they were called Argus, Brontus, and Steropes, which wow. translates to be bright, thunderer, and lightener. Oh. And, that, and that's what they did. They they forged the thunderbolts for Zeus. I love that. Hmm. They're yeah. also just nice names. You could use it. Uh, nice use names. For often. Bro- yeah. Brontus. So, yeah. Bro- Bro- yeah Bro- well, Bronte or Brontus, uh, which is where we get the word Brontosaurus. Oh. Because it's. Uh, that makes sense. Thunderer. Thunderous. Thunder, thunder lizard was the, the idea. <gasps> but again, lizard. I don't think it's. Uh, they probably didn't have uh, vocal cords either with their long, <laughs> long, long necks. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe. The thunder, and, and nobody knows the lesser-known famous writers, the, the Thunder Lizard Sisters, not the Bronte Sisters. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take another little break. We'll be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Lucy Durack and Elise McCann. We're up to question number six. Here's your sports question. Oh, well, we're going to nail this one, I have a feeling. <laughs> Which Australian cricketer is nicknamed The Big Show? I feel terrible. Ooh. I feel like that's something we probably should know. Like, I feel guilty. The Big Show. It's a good nickname, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great show. name. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like the goat. You know what I mean? He it's like hates such a it. good one. <gasps> Okay, yeah, can yeah. You, can you give us like a? Um, a they're playing now. They are playing now. Do they? They're playing GM now. GM are his initials. Uh, Glenn. 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 Is Glenn, Glenn is correct? I was going to say it's a very cricket Australian cricket name. So, so it's not Glenn, Glenn McGrath because he's not. No. Now. <laughs> not Glenn McGrath. But Glenn is a very cricket Ma- name, isn't it? Mm. Max. Oh yeah. What did you say, Elise? Is it? Is it? Glenn Max, Max, is it Maxwell? Is that it? A, is Glenn is that Maxwell? A yeah, 
That is oh, a person. This is for and my nephew, Zach. known as the big show. Big this show. is for Zach, Zachariah. Zachariah is a big cricket fan. He's a big all sports fan. Yes. And uh, this is for you, Zach. I love you. Great. Thank you. <laughs> well, there you, you go. Have you, I feel like, I, I know you have Lucy sung the, the anthem, the Australian anthem at various sporting events. Have you also, Elise? I have. I have. I got to sing it at the <laughs> Bledisloe Cup and I was so terrified. Oh, brilliant. You, know when you have that weird thing where you're like, I know these words so well, but for some reason, all of a sudden I'm terrified I might forget these words because they're really important. And I, I was really nervous, yeah. but it was wonderful. And you don't have a great deal of time with the ba-ba-ba-ba, like, like you'd straight in. Yeah. I, and I had a girls' choir behind me. So oh, I was wow. like, don't let them show you up, McCann. You've got to get this. <laughs> the first time I ever sang the anthem publicly, I almost sang Advancians or Because I was like, oh, my God, what are the words? It's Advanced Australia Fair. It's Advanced Australia Fair. And then just something kicked in and I was like, Australians. <laughs> but it was like so touch and go. That's so funny. <laughs> Starting with advance, <laughs> yes. yeah, terrifying, terrifying, wow. out of body experience. That's funny. All right, question number seven: What is the name of the 1989 biopic starring Dennis Quaid as Jerry Lee Lewis and Winona Ryder as his child bride, Myra Gale Brown? Oh, that's not that. No, I oh, know. I'm thinking of a different one. I was thinking of the one with. Billy Crystal, and he's like Saturday Night Live. Something I don't even know if that's a biopic. Oh, Mister Saturday Night. Mister Saturday Night. Yeah. Oh, I loved that film. I loved that film. It was so sad, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I haven't thought about actual... that film in about thirty years. No, that it's wasn't not a biopic. That's not. A no, real... it's no. it's a, a, a it's kind of a fictional biopic. Hmm. Yes. Which okay. Is funny. Interesting. Okay. So no, Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid as Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. So it's a Jerry Lee Lewis song? It is. It is his kind of big hit. Oh, oh, Great Balls Uh, of Fire. Great Balls of Fire is the right answer. Great Balls of Fire. Yes, I can. You are actually excellent at this trivia. I'm, 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 you know what? I'm actually not surprised because you're very good at everything. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, there's a little pep talk for you. It's true. Uh, so Dennis Quaid was 34 when he when the movie was made and Winona Ryder was 18 playing the 13-year-old wow. Myra Gale Brown who um, became Myra Lewis Williams later in life and she co-wrote the book Great Balls of Fire, the uncensored wow. story of Jerry Lee Lewis, wow. which was adapted into the film. It gets weirder though. They divorced... <laughs> Uh, so Jerry oh. Lee Lewis and Myra Gale, Gale Brown, who was not only was she only thirteen when they were married, she was also his first cousin. Ooh, yeah, wow, bit creepy. Wow, but they divorced in nineteen seventy. It kind of it's it's sort of weird because it kind of killed his career. He, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they went on tour just, to uh, England. And when they when they got to England, one of the reporters was like, "And what are you doing here? You know, little girl." <gasps> and she she went, "Oh well, I'm I'm we're married." Like, and Jerry Lee, Jerry Lee Lewis was like, "Yeah, yeah, but she's 15, and we've only been married for a couple of months," which was a lie. She was 13, and they'd been married for like close to six months. That's so gross. So yeah, so once oh. that got out, he basically got cancelled. But yeah, they divorced in 1970. 
with Myra marrying the detective she'd hired to trail Lewis <laughs> and document his infidelities, and Jerry marrying the ex-wife of her, of Myra's brother, oh, Rusty Brown. So... Just, he just loves very, people, keeping it in the family. Just he loves that. He very much <laughs> loves keeping yeah. it in the family. Yeah. That is just... Wow. I don't even know... I guess we need to watch that. I haven't watched that biopic, obviously, because that's all very big news to me, which obviously is yeah. not, not very current news. <laughs> no, except that, that he passed away the other day. All right, question number eight. In which month and year was the first confirmed case of novel coronavirus or COVID-19 reported in Australia? Was it 2000? January? It was, like, was it, it was, quite early? yeah. Yeah, there you go. Very Teamwork. well done. It was January 2020. Nailed it. Yeah. Hey, a uh, 25th of January media release from the then health minister, Greg Hunt, stated that the patient had flown into Melbourne from Wuhan and that Victorian yes. and Commonwealth authorities will be undertaking what was then a new term for everybody, contact tracing. For passengers who travelled on that flight. Wow. Well, doesn't that feel like a lifetime ago? I feel like... It does it feel such... like a very long time ago. And it's yeah. literally changed the way that our lives, yeah. you know, yeah. w- will forever yeah. unfold. Like it's so I bet you none so of us have been on a Zoom been a at, like in that. January 2020. <laughs> 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 All right, question number nine. Whose soon-to-be-published memoir is titled Spare? Oh, uh, Prince oh. Harry. Not, no longer Prince, Prince Harry. Harry. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Just Harry. Uh, prince Harry. Yeah. You, you're correct. Because that's... Doesn't, isn't he still a prince by title? He just doesn't do any of the princely duties? Well, he's still... I, I don't know, but he's, his name here in my answer list is Prince Harry. So I think he's still... Yeah. He's still, he's still a prince. prince he's still Harry. a prince in my eyes. Yeah, me too, Johnny. Me too. Have Love either him. of you met Prince Harry? I have, yeah. No. <laughs> I knew it. Did you? <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I when met did you meet Prince, Prince Harry, Harry Prince William, and, the, and I was lucky enough to meet the Queen. You uh, met the, was, full, the full coterie of royals, right? I, I've met a few royals, yeah. I've been super lucky. Um, Prince Harry, I was invited to a party that they were putting on when he was in Sydney a few years ago. That's right. Yeah, it was great. I, you know, I, I met Prince Harry so briefly, like it was enough to say whatever you meant to say. I can't remember the um, protocol. But um, I met him for only probably about five minutes. But I, I, the lunch that I went to with Prince William, there was only about 20 of us. They put I'm about Prince William's age, and they'd put 20 of us who were similar in age but from, like, all different walks of life. Um, there were people who'd been through – this was quite a few years ago now. So there were people who'd been through those terrible um, Melbourne bushfires but had, you know, against mm. – huge adversity gone and studied medicine and you know lost all their family and then gone and done incredible things and then there were people like delta goodrum was there and michael clark was there it was just a real mixed bag of people (laughs) but it was when quentin bryce was the um oh yes uh, gg and she was amazing she was the best i mean i was as excited to meet her as i was to meet prince yeah truth be told like what an incredible woman and she did the most amazing job of kind of hosting it so that everybody felt like they got personal time with prince william and he chatted and we sort of compared stories and he was really nice and jovial and it was he was yeah he was super charming he was a lot more charming in real life than he necessarily kind of comes across in I mean, not that he doesn't come across as charming but he was more he was really lovely you know? <laughs> yeah yeah and you also I know this story uh, which relates back to singing the anthem 
because you also met the Queen and uh, what's his name? And Prince Philip. Prince Philip. And what did Prince Philip say to you? (laughs) So he goes, do you do this for a living? I just sung an anthem. I sung sung God Save the Queen and the Australian anthem. And um, I thought that was hilarious because that's not a job. (laughs) (laughs) Just singing the anthems at various Yeah, uh, I mean, if it was, at least I would be great at it. But... uh, Yeah, you'd be top um, of the list. Hilarious. Yeah, so then I said, oh, no, I, but I work in musical theatre a lot. And um, and he said, oh, oh, what what have you been doing? I said, oh, I play Glinda. At the time, I, I had just recently played Glinda the Good Witch in Wicked. And he said, is that finished now? And I said, yes, I'm about to play Woods in Legally Blonde. He goes, oh, so you need to learn a new part then? I said, yeah, thinking that was like a positive. He goes, well, bad luck. <laughs> just walked off. <laughs> He really didn't have a good sense of what to be no, an actor yeah. was. No. <laughs> you have to learn yeah, a new part. That was really annoying. <laughs> Funny. All right, question number 10. The final question. Here we go. <gasps> Cordelia is a fictional character in which William Shakespeare tragedy? Oh, God. As I'm, your, I'm way Shakespeare off. Shakespeare knowledge. As soon as he said, before he said tragedy, is, I was going to say, as, as you like, like it. it. So I'm completely off. <laughs> no, no. As you like Isn't it, it's not um, a tragedy. The Twelfth no. Night? Is it Twelfth Night? No, that's not a tragedy either. Stop naming comedies. Oh, Cordelia. Is it the one with the nun? (laughs) The one with the nun. (laughs) Uh, It is not the one with the nun. Okay. Cordelia. um, Yeah, Cordelia. Wow, I really Okay, Hamlet, Macbeth, King Lear. um, What are the other tragedies? They're the three I can think of. Hamlet, and King Lear. What's the Titania? What's that one? No, you you have named it, but I but I need you to oh, lock in it, an answer. Is it King Lear? It is King Lear. I, I, okay, yes. Cordelia is the youngest da- daughter, daughter and the, the only oh, kind of good one. Yes. I'm mortified. I, one, I studied this at school. Two, I've seen it many times, and we just should know this. I'm you just like, this is horrific. That. Please cut this out. Do you know? That's horrific. Yeah, I, I think that's Do you remember the, the names of the of Cordelia's sisters? The other the other daughters can, can of you, King Lear. Can you give us? A hint of like a, a first letter. One starts with R and the other starts with G. No. Goneril is it? Goneril is it? Goneril, Goneril is correct. Yeah. Is it Reagan? No. Um, yeah. Is it is Reagan oh. and Goneril. Yeah. They're the they're the baddies. They're the the bad That's sisters. That's right. They and sound Cordelia's. like bad sisters. Like they're, yeah. they're they're not as nice. Cordelia is such a lovely name. It's got a really Cinderella a quality like to it, doesn't it? Doesn't like it? Uh, that whole mean stepsisters, <laughs> Cinderella, Cordelia. Like there's a yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a traditional for, trope, isn't for it? For sure. It is a very traditional trope. The one that I was thinking of, I think that's when they cut out the tongue and stuff. What's that? Titan- that might be Titus Andronicus. Titus Andronicus, gets, Titus Andronicus. Maybe. gets very horrible. Maybe it's that. Uh, it was like one of those so ones that I sat there thinking, I need to leave. This is too traumatic. <laughs> this is getting too gross. Yeah. yeah. Thank you two so much for coming on to the and doing the quiz and doing so very very well at the quiz. I wouldn't. I don't know if we'd say so very well. I think you gave us amazing clues, Johnny. You were a, an excellent handholder. Well, thank you. That's that's what I do. And <laughs> Hey Lemonade comes online tomorrow. If if people are listening to this podcast when it goes live, so yes. you should all if you're on the uh, Apple iOS. You should all head to your app store and download Hey Lemonade and get pep talks. Yeah, get a pep in your pocket for whenever you need it, when you need to pull it together. So good. You've got this. All you need is a pep talk. That's what we like to say. Excellent. Uh, well, th- thanks, guys. It's Johnny, been that was so fun. Pleasure. 
We I'm should, so glad. We should do this again sometime. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, please. Thank you Maybe. so much, Johnny. Yes. That was like absolutely delightful in every way. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Saturday Quiz. Aren't Elise and Lucy just delightful? Their brand new pep talk app, Hey Lemonade, comes out tomorrow. And Elise's show, To Barbara With Love, has dates all around the country early next year. Thank you to Sydney McDonald, as always, for writing the quiz. And thank you to those of you who have recently rated and left reviews of the show on Apple Podcasts. And to Doug, who suggested I make a daily podcast. As much as I'd like to, Doug, I think that would kill me. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.